cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 21st, 2009. Now for the newcomers, I always suggest you look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, scroll down, you'll see all the other sites I have up there and bookmark them for future use in case some of the main servers go down. You'll see a whole bunch to choose from. There's CuttingThrough.Jenkness.com, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.net.us.ca, there's also Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix.ca, and Alan Watt, sentinel.eu. That's the latter one is the, uh, the European site that has the same audios for free download, but it also has a lot of transcripts of these audios per, per type up, you see, or for, per prints up, and they're written in the various languages of Europe. And for those who want to try their hands at translating around the world, uh, give it a go. If you go get in touch with me, Alan Watt Cutting Through at yahoo.com and uh, we'll set you up with uh, something to try out. Don't be afraid either because it's more important to get the essence of what's being translated into your own language so that your own people can understand what's being said. And you don't have to be precise. It's very difficult to lose the meanings in translation. I'd rather you keep the meanings there by, by doing it any way you can to the best of your ability. So give it a try if you want to. And also for the audience out there, remember you bring me to you. I don't get backed by it by anyone. The ads you hear on this show, uh, they pay straight, the advertisers pay straight to RBN for the time. Uh, they pay uh, the bills at RBN, their staff and so on. I've got nothing to do with that at all. So it's up to you, the listeners, to keep me going. And you can do it by buying the books and discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And remember, you can uh, pay through personal check within Canada and the U.S. You can use uh, international money order, postal money order in the U.S. as well if you don't use bank accounts. And you can use PayPal as well. You'll see how to do it on the site. Outside the Americas, you can use the same ones, PayPal, Western Union, etc. There's MoneyGram as well. I think it's cheaper than Western Union. And some people just send cash, and that's good, too. That cuts out the little guy with the treble chins and the expensive suit. And for those who get disburned and passed around, who don't have computers, they're getting passed around at different uh, meetings and so on, you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Estere, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, the number 3, E as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N as in Nora, and the number 1, P3E4N1. And lots of people don't uh, have computers. They're wiser, I guess. I'm only using it because they have to at this time until I know it's game over, and I'll just chuck it out the window. I can do without it. Uh, but at the moment, it's the only essential tool we have. It's the most... Uh, uh, fastest tool we have to communicate, but it was it will come down to be censored big time 
over the next two or three years, or maybe even sooner, because they're all already implementing what's politically correct and what isn't, and they'll get you through one means or another if they want you off. It's very simple. Now, this whole system in which we live, I talk about reality. What is reality? And reality is simply the system into which you're born, uh, into a system, in fact, which your parents accepted without question. Most parents don't know that any other reality except the one that they're given through their indoctrination or education, same thing. And then it's reinforced by the media as they go they grow up. And entertainment, by the way, as well. Because more messages will change you through entertainment than through non-fiction. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, talking about reality and how we simply adopt into the system or adapt into the system and adopt it, which your parents lived in. And because they don't know to warn you that there's so many cons in life, big cons from the top. I think it was Goebbels that said, if you tell a lie, you tell a really big lie, because people can't believe that anyone would pull such a big con over a world. You can understand the small lies to get something you want or get away with something, but not the big ones. Nobody would do that. And that's exactly why it works so well. We can't believe them. And it's interesting, too, I talked about Agenda 21 from the United Nations, the agenda for the 21st century, which they're already implementing, and they have been for quite a few years, where they're going to start to demolish um, a lot of the urban areas, which they call sprawl, because they, they don't like so many people uh, living on the outskirts of the cities. And I mentioned, too, that Obama has actually set in motion, or he's setting in motion right now, a plan to knock down a lot of the old, the old suburbs, suburbia, especially the working class areas, now that there's no more work. The only problem is not what you do with the working class. That's the only problem they have. But, of course, they have all that figured out, too. And they do it over a, a period of time. It's incremental. Uh, those who run the world in economy... Uh, work far in advance of what you'd think. Look at any corporation, major corporation, international corporations, and they have investment portfolios for 50 years ahead, 80 years ahead, and that kind of thing. That's exactly how the British Empire was ruled from London. And Britain or England at least a corporation, if you look at the government. All governments are. And at least in Britain, uh, they admit in their books now, their history books, that... uh, um, all the big corporations that flowed from London were part of government. It was the same boys that had the shares in it and all that kind of thing. The British East India Company was one of the first major ones to be formed, along with the Dutch East India Company. They were really twins. And you'll find, too, they had their own armies. We don't realize that uh, when they said for Britain and all that, and all the movies, the Hollywood movies, you see the pirates attacking the ships. Well, those guys with the uniforms on were getting attacked and fighting back, and generally in the modern movies they win. Uh, These were actually private uh, armies and navies that they had, the uniforms, but they were given the protection of the British government. We we don't seem to realize much of our history, and we're going back to the same system right now, the new feudal system that Professor Carroll quickly talked about. So reality, as I say, the mammal, the mammal, all mammals, will teach their young what to be scared of, what they should be wary of. And if the mammal doesn't do it, uh, that animal is prey. 
It's prey to things it doesn't even know are after it. And it's the same with humans. The greatest thing with the whole New World Order plan is that you can read the books by the big players. And they put a lot of information out from the early 1900s and actually the 1800s onwards, especially from Darwin onwards, about where they wanted to take the world and how they'd have to do it over 100 to 150 years or so. And what's beautiful too is when you know what they're after, you can always predict what they're going to do in different areas. Since there are eugenicists at the top and they've already planned a beautiful utopia to emerge uh, at the end of this century pretty well, with a vastly reduced population of all the useless eaters, the junk gene types, and the kinds who maybe, just maybe, will have allergies and an asthma that they'd pass on to their children. All the, all the same things that Hitler was after and the Soviet Union. That's where Hitler learned it all from. Who to go after? And they both learned it from those in London. Because the eugenic society was up and running long before they came along in the Soviet Union or in uh, Nazi Germany. Even the lists of the peoples who'd have to be erased have been drawn up in London. And when you can tell what they're after, and they make one move, you know what the next one will always be. All this carbon nonsense and greenhouse gases nonsense I've gone through before, it was the whole idea of the global warming scam, which is now climate change because warming isn't doing too well, was dreamed up by the Club of Rome, a very elitist, private, foundation that spawns like they all do their umbrellas underneath them little little specialized units underneath them and the founders of the club of Rome the, they call themselves the premier think tank their, their, their job is to come out with the big cons for 50 years down the road and then they must get, get, sort of implement uh, at least the basics of how to implement it and pass it on to other think tanks to work on the problems of implementation through propaganda, education, and by those kind of methods. And we know they want to vastly reduce the population. You see, the Club of Rome said it, that there's just too many people and the wrong sort, because they always tell you that, if you read between the lines and sometimes write right on the lines, they'll tell you the wrong sort they want to get rid of. Like Charles Galton Darwin, who also said the same thing in the 1950s, being a physicist who worked on the Manhattan Project because he loved humanity. Um, he said it quite blatantly, uh, there's too many of the lower classes, they'll outbreed us. And according to their traditions and their religion, which really is very much like Hinduism, they do believe in survival of the fittest long before Darwin came along to put it into a pseudoscientific uh, terminology. And they'd always believed this. And they'd used people in wars, and, and now they have a global society coming up, they'd, they won't need all of those people, especially when they can have robots and all this kind of stuff do a lot of the killing unmanned aircraft and all that kind of stuff so they're always looking towards the future where their utopia for their offspring will, will come into place in the meantime they must convince everyone on the planet that they are the problem and make you really really pay for it and utter poverty through carbon taxes and that kind of stuff but also to reduce the population that's what's getting drummed into children now at kindergarten basically who are growing up in schools that they are the problem and don't have children. And here's an article here to just to push it on. You see, you wonder where all these... I've said before, most folk 
uh, and like Jack C. Lowell says, do not, do not learn by thinking anything through. They get bombarded with media in bits and bytes, and they learn by osmosis. It's almost like it, it sort of melts through their skull into little pieces, then it bypasses the conscious reasoning power. They do not reason through things. Therefore, it becomes familiar with them over time when they hear it again, and they've never really started on the problem from the first download they had. It's just sitting in there, familiarizing you with the idea. That's how they come to conclusions. Then the experts on TV debate it for them and, and leave them with a conclusion. Worldwide, the system is now. This article here is one of them. It's from CNA, CNET News. And this is the 17th of September from the London School of Economics. Contraception, contraception. Remember, within that, they also mean abortion, by the way. They've always meant that. They used abortion in the Soviet Union more so than giving them um, birth control pills. Contraception would be the cheapest and most effective way to reduce carbon emissions worldwide between 2010 and 2050, according to a study by the London School of Economics. The report says fewer emitters, lower emissions. That means, see, emitters are people, folks. Fewer emitters, lower emissions, less cost. And if a PDF you can download from page two. Now all these links I put up on my site at the end of the show, so that you don't have to rush off and look it up now. So it's determined that if contraception was made widely available between 2010 and 2050 to women and men around the world who wish to use it, the reduction in unwanted births could result in saving 34 gigatons, which is 1 billion tons of carbon emissions. That's roughly 60 years' worth of UK emissions or six years' worth of US emissions. It's like balancing prayers, isn't it? See, all this stuff is like the ancient times when the high priests would get you up with sins and stuff. And they'd put their hands out, just very much like Egypt as well. When you went to die, you'd get weighed. Your heart would get weighed, you see. And that's what it's like. It's an imaginary thing where your right hand is weighed down with this bunch of imagination called carbon emissions. Another one, one is basically your common sense. Unfortunately, propaganda generally wins over common sense. So the new religion of carbon emissions tends to weigh it down, and that's it, you see. That's how simple it works. So they're convincing the public that you're the problem unless people will bring it down by giving you all these fake statistics of the fake stuff in the scales, basically. The cost for supplying and distributing contraception over those 40 years would cost an estimated $220 billion or $7 for each ton of carbon emissions avoided. Isn't that amazing? Isn't this amazing? Rubbish? Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they take these figures out there, you know, they sound impressive, and, and they draw these chalky graphs, you know, they chalk the graphs up and, and point to the spikes and stuff, and it's supposed to really impress you. It's cheaper than the next most efficient low-carbon technology, wind power, which would cost $24 per ton or $1 trillion to prevent the same amount 1 billion tons of carbon emissions from being produced, according to the report. In its per-ton cost analysis, the report also calculated $51 for solar, $57 for, to $83 for coal plants with carbon capture and storage, <laughs> carbon capture and storage, $92 for plug-in hybrid vehicles, and $131 for electric vehicles. 
The contraception as carbon reduction conclusion was based on, guess what, United Nations statistics. They're wonderful at making up uh, BS, BS, bothersome stuff, BS. That 40% of worldwide pregnancies are unintentional. If contraception was made available to people who wanted it, those unintentional births could be reduced by as much as 72%. These guys, I tell you, these guys at the London School of, School of Economics must be awfully promiscuous if that's what they come up with, 72% unwanted. Between 2010 and 2050, that would result in curbing the world population growth by half a billion people, according to the UN statistics. What is the UN? The one, you know, in French. What is it? It's an unelected body that was put into existence by every leader of the world at the end of World War II. It's a corporation. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, reading an article from CNET News. Uh, which is a, a PR, public relations, meaning propaganda, a piece for to depopulate the world, basically, down to a manageable level by the experts. And so they'll be left at the end of it, and maybe they'll create new slaves to tie their shoelaces for them and till the soil and all that kind of stuff. But here they go, and from the United Nations, of course, I've told you before, the UN is a, an umbrella organization. It was set up to be world government, and right now, as we live, it's getting put up to its full status, military-wise, and through its um, regulatory process. It has departments in the United Nations to deal with every department that your national government would have, to do with building, uh, traffic, all that kind of stuff. They have their parallel one set up. They've always had it there at the United Nations, ready to take over. In fact, most of the laws that are passed in most countries across the world the last 20, 30 years have come directly from the United Nations and signed into law in your country. Right down to your building codes. And it goes on to say in this article here that uh, they won't bring the population down by as much as 72%. And it says that is a conservative estimate according to the report since the United Nations figures are based solely on the lack of contraception access for married couples and did not include unintended pregnancy statistics for unmarried women. Now here, it go, here you go, you see, they all work together. The study was funded by the United Kingdom Environmental Group, and I've mentioned this so many times, Optimum Population Trust, who describe themselves, and I've given the links up, as a bunch of very rich, I put stinking rich men, but they say a very rich, uh, old white people, white people. Uh, meaning the better bread type, the aristocracy, that's what they mean by that. And uh, Sir Crispin Tickle, a guy with no sense of humor, with a name like that, um, is in charge of it. He's the best pal of Prince Charles. He backs him up. And he's also got a border panel on the British government telling them what to do. And they're all unelected, too, eh? Optimum Population Trust, which has argued that a more responsible attitude towards reproduction could be the answer to many environmental issues such as oil, food, and water shortages. You know, it rained all June and July, every darn day, like last year, same thing again. It's incredible. You hear that water shortages. Oh. The group has said that family planning programs in poor countries should qualify for environmental aid. Environmentally, they're calling it now. Since fewer people result in less energy use and fewer emissions. I love their doublespeak. They're going to call uh, uh, abortions and all the rest of it environmental aid. 
Oh, they're clever. They're clever with their double think and their twisted logic. And, and unfortunately, it works. Most folk can't sit and figure things out. You know, someone actually wrote to me and advised him to, to read the United Nations Agenda 21. And they did. And he and his wife thought they couldn't see anything wrong with it. It seemed quite nice. And I'm sure they were very, very nice people. Really nice people who probably saw every Disney movie ever made and watched, watched all the, the, the politically correct movies on, on wonderful, how wonderful everyone is to them and, and the world is a wonderful place and all that. And little animals talk to each other. I'm sure that's what gave them that kind of attitude. They could not see the fact that people are already getting forced off rural areas. They have since World War II, actually before it. And the whole idea is to bring them into these overcrowded, run-down cities. That's why they haven't, by the way, been fixing up these main cities that we've all to get crowded into. As to go down like soil and green, crammed together as the rubble falls in on you, basically. That's why they want to put the uptake for them. It actually said in Toronto, which is a good example for other major cities, it said that it would cost more to fix all the infrastructure in Toronto with, with the, all the pipes underneath the cities and water and sewage and all the rest of it than it would be to build a new city. And they're not going to build a new city. So they want to dump us all into these quagmires. And the corridors are already... People don't realize, you see, the UN corridors are already there for the animals and, and for biospheres, and, and no human shall set foot on them unless they belong to the United Nations or an international corporation that's given the rights to go in and mine there, which that's what they do. Everything's a con. And, and they hit on this beautiful thing. Remember, the Club of Rome came up with the idea that man was at war with the planet. They needed a war, you see, so we'd all go along with it with rationing and all that kind of stuff and being monitored and, and like a Soviet system. In fact, they said in their book, The First Global Revolution, the two founders, they said in it that uh, in the 70s, they looked at all these possibilities, came up with the idea of global warming. That would fit the bill, they said. And, and they, they also... Uh, said that uh, man was there for at war with the planet if man was the enemy humanity was the enemy that would fit the bill and as I say they're out in the open with it really if people really know what's going on and all this stuff about uh, rationing and rationing a, a war type scenario where we will we'll work together thinking well we're saving the planet we're saving each other aren't we no you see that they're going to reduce ability to get stuff. Remember what Orwell said, they know you're under tyranny, the totalitarian system, when those who own the means of production also have the right to distribute it to you or withhold it from you. And whatever you get to survive and live on will be taken as a privilege. That's the system. That's the very system. The Royal Institute for International Affairs, Fabian Society, Council of Foreign Relations, United Nations, and all the other big think tanks that work with them are bringing you into play. That's what it's about. And it's done through convincing us first. We're the only species on earth that has to be convinced to do ourselves in. You don't go to an anthill that's trying to invade your house, the character ants, and have a little tete-a-tete -tete with them and say, please, ants, you know, if you go on like this, you'll eat through my house. You don't know, you just put the poison down, that's it, you see. With humans, it's much better. It's a legality, too, when you do it yourself. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Alan Watt for cutting through the matrix. There's two other articles I'll just mention before I go to a caller. And one is from Reuters. I call it Reuters because they route the news to all the other newspapers who then parrot them. And this one is RFT Features. It's Green Britain looks to assisted suicide reform. This ties in with the other end. I always say they start in the, the unborn, then they finish up with the ones that they are too old. And under the UN, of course, is a good consumer, a good citizen is a good producer-consumer. If you become a pensioner, you're now consuming, you see. And they don't see all that money you put into the pension fund really as yours because the government could use that to be like bankers and things like that, pay themselves off. So they want the elderly to feel depressed and, and get them into a squalor state and be quite happy to probably just throw in the towel. That's the idea of it too. Make it miserable and down they go. And this, this kind of article, by the way, is like a blitz. When you see a blitz across the newspapers across the world at the same time, it's organized. It's organized, you see, to get the idea in our heads. Oh, well, it's true, you know. Who wants to get old and infirm? Then you think of all elderly people as being infirm and sick and ready to die. Of course, that's not the truth. And remember, too, the same guys who gave us the United Nations, the entertainment industry and all the rest of it, also gave us the youth culture. You're supposed to be always eternally young. If you start graying a bit, people are panicked now. They run off to get their, to get their ear implants and facelifts and all that kind of stuff. Men and women now, because they're terrified because... We've lost that intergenerational link. We've destroyed the family unit. One time, Granny Grandpa was often living in the same home, looked after the grandchildren, taught them the history they should really know, uh, to make them streetwise. And that's been destroyed. Government steps in with its services. Next thing you know, you toss Granny and Grandpa in, the, in a bin somewhere, and they're taken care of for a short time. And the government then seizes their property. Uh, that's what happens in Canada and socialized countries to take your property for your care, in exchange for your care, and you don't live very well, so they make a good deal for all your property. You only live about two or three months once you're in there. Anyway, that's another story. So here is RPT feature. Green Britain looks to assisted suicide reform, September 21st. London. It used to be an issue just for the terminally ill. Now as populations around the world age, governments are increasingly being confronted with the taboo idea of dying as something people can volunteer to do. The demand for the option, if not the practice, is growing rapidly, said Dr. Philip Nitschke. It's almost like Nietzsche, isn't it? Nitschke, 61, founder and director of the pro-euthanasia group Exit International. So why are they giving this guy, you know, top billing here? The Australian doctor, nicknamed Dr. Death, for his work on suicide, is traveling the world to teach people how to end their lives safely with a suicide drug testing kit. <laughs> Very few will go down this path, but almost every 75-year-old I meet now sees merit in having their own bottle of Nembutal in the cupboard as an insurance policy in case things get bad, Nitschke told Reuters, referring to the barbiturates used as a sedative. So that's in, in, from Reuters, as I say. And then you look at this other one here. It's in all the papers. Newsweek. The case for killing granny. Rethinking end-of-care of life care, it says here. This is September the 12th, 2009. It's just a coincidence that they're all, you know, in the same, same stuff at the same month. My mother wanted to die. I read this last week, but the doctors wouldn't let her. At least that's the way it seemed to me as I stood by her bed. It's written like a soap opera, this. I wonder who in Hollywood wrote it for them. But again, it's all to get us, you see, us used to the idea that uh, this is inevitable. You will no longer live a certain amount of years and then die in your bed. 
you, you should really be thinking about getting getting bumped off once you, you're you're retired, and then you're saving the. By the way, you won't be using all that carbon or breathing it out either. That CO2 once you're dead. See, you're helping the world by giving your life. Sacrifice has always been a great part of this high religion, as long as there's others that get sacrificed. Quite something. But I'll go to a caller now. There's, there's Alan in, in England there. Are you there, Alan? Hello. Hi, Alan. Yes. Alan, it's Alan. <laughs> okay. Alan calling from England, yeah, from Devon, yeah. How are you doing? Not so bad. I haven't rung in for a while. Uh, if you remember, I've called in, but not for some time. Uh, both of us were in the music business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did ring in for, before. But let me get straight to the point. Uh, with, uh, on topic, um, there is this Liverpool NHS deal going on that the LaRouche people have been reporting widely. Um, Prince Charles backed um, idea that, that's going through the NHS. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that's that pathways by, by people Madam dying yeah, through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pathways you call it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, there's some very strange things going on here in, in you know, in, in the in, what do you want to call it, Britain, UK, I don't know, um, EU to be or whatever it is. But have you heard of a group called Common Purpose? Common Purpose. Yes, I have. They're incredibly. A uh, well-funded group. They have infiltrators in the military high positions and the police, which is a, a, a legal, actually, yeah. but uh, they've given right. permission. But they're also run by the, the uh, Royal Institute of International Affairs, and they use their same techniques, yeah. That's right. Okay, well, it's the... Uh, have you heard of TPUC, that these are good guys? TPUC, the People's United Congress, uh, the work of uh, John Harris and uh, others... Uh-huh. Uh, they're a new website, I think. They've only been up and running a couple of years. And what they're doing, most importantly, is that they are helping people to understand um, the difference between common law and statutory law, which mm-hmm. is very important, I think. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to the Article 61 of Magna Carta, 1215 AD, obviously. Um, it's all to do with uh, lawful rebellion and yeah. sovereignty and so forth. That's very important information. Other people like Ian Crane are also doing lectures like this, this sort of thing. There's, so there's lots of good news going on here. There's lots of uh, paradigm shifts going on with people uh, becoming more and more aware, particularly here. I know you're in Canada, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's lots of really good grassroots things going on here. I think they're going on in, in, in America as well. So that is the good news. But I wondered if you had heard of Common Purpose, because in my area... Um, I know that over £70,000 of taxpayers' money yep. has been used for this, you know, this very insidious sort of kind sorts of training of these uh, elite groups, you know, yep. how to be leaders in an EU state and all the rest of it. Well, what you'll find is the tie-in with the Fabian Society and the Royal Institute for International Affairs. Now, the Fabian Society said they would get to a time when they, they would take over through infiltration of all organisations and governmental organisations and civic organizations with a, with a particular group, which they said would then uh, choose and train the future leaders they will present to run not just Britain but the world. And that's exactly what Common Purpose does. Uh, they that's bypass right. all traditional government uh, organizations, but they use governments, and that tells you from the very top they've been given permission because they can actually use tax uh, money to get their agenda through. They're all for the EU. They're all for having the world run by 
uh, uneducated... Uh, call uh, globalisation uh, yep. or what they call, which is the same as empire... That's right. Really. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just thought your listeners might be interested to, if there's anyone listening from Europe, is to check out TPUC in England, tpuc.org. Mm-hmm. They're doing fantastic work. And it's to do the common law and as opposed to statutory law. And I think that I'm going to get off the phone because I think that you can uh, uh, give us a bit more information about the difference between, you know, when you're, for example, if you're addressed by a police officer and they, you, you're, you know, and going in the dock, military, uh, sorry, maritime law, going into the dock and so forth, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know all about it. So I just wanted to uh, make that point. Yes. Yeah, well, thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, the, the, these are uh, very important things that, you know, we can turn things around with. So we've got to think positive and, and uh, get people educated, which is what you've been doing for years but yeah. uh, if we can do that, then we can, you know, then, uh, and there's already very, very big signs, Alan, uh-huh. that that's changing. When I go into the pubs of England, even though they're empty because of the, the uh, smoking apartheid law, um, uh, nonetheless, people are now really talking, begin to wake up to all the scams and the, the yeah. frauds and everything that's going on. Yeah. Because it's affecting them in their pockets. So even their it's going to affect them a lot more when, when they come through with the next G20 and the, and the complete personal carbon tax, believe you me. Well, I know, but let, let's see what the Chinese do and, and what they do with the, 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 you know, the, 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 current, the petrodollar and all the rest of it. Let's see what yeah. they do. You know, let's see. Uh, we have to wait and see. But people need to, you know, I mean, the, the whole idea is to educate people, uh, you know. But the common law thing is a very big thing because, uh, you know, uh, I think it applies to all of the, of course it applies to all the British Empire countries, the 52, is it 52 countries? Whatever it is. So if people understand those basic things, they can understand their basic rights. Mm -hmm. And then they can take that to the voting box and and make sure that there's no frauds and so forth. Take it from there, vote with their, you know, know, what they call, um, uh, you know, from the ground up, as they say. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yep. nice to talk to you. I hope the, dog, the wee dog's fine. Thank you. Oh, he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me. Cheers. Okay, bye now. Yeah, it's, it's important to... to uh, it's not a matter of losing hope. It's a matter of uh, the more you learn, the more you can put out there, and you can win your argument, you see, by giving uh, correct, verifiable information. That's the key to everything. And there's no doubt about it. These insidious groups are well-funded, well-funded and, and uh, <clears throat> the common purpose literally came out of nowhere, and by the time it was discovered, it had infiltrated just about everything, even all the way to Ireland. And it's pushing for this EU totalitarian state and saying that they're training the future leaders that will be presented to the public. And I believe them. I believe that's true. You'll have uh, completely indoctrinated children who are picked, selected for their ability for be, to be indoctrinated, true believers, little fascists, and uh, we can't have that. We can't have that anywhere. In the world, we can't have it at all. Now, there's a Karen from Oregon. Hey there, Karen. Good evening, Alan. Yes. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You are such a happy guy, and you deliver the good news. <laughs> the good news, yeah. Actually, no, I, I really appreciate all the work that you do, Alan. It is difficult, to say the least, to do all the research. I have a question for you about the, the flu scam. And non-governmental organizations, Dr. Rima LeBeau and her husband, who are very against this flu shot and have websites and stuff, belong to an NGO. They're funded by an NGO. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about that? I don't, to be honest with you. Um, I do know, I mean, I'm not saying they are, but I do know there's a lot of controlled and uh, funded opposition to every, every major thing in this world uh, to make sure. But, and that's how it works. The public sit back thinking, well, they're doing it all for us. We can sit back and let it roll. But I can't, I can't say anything about this one because I haven't looked into it. Well, is it possible that some NGOs actually are taking the money and working against the New World Order? You'll only notice, what I've noticed before is most NGOs come out saying all the right things, but they, they end up uh, either being affiliated with the United Nations. That's your first clue that, that it's a setup. Because when you become affiliated and accept the UN, United Nations and you agree to sit on their board as an NGO, it also means, and they tell you this, that you must accept all of their mandates as well. So that means you're utterly compromised. You cannot uh, be compromised. So you have to see if they're actually affiliated with the United Nations or not. Well, on their main page, it does say that they are an NGO, and that sent up warning signs, um, even though they are very loudly speaking against Codex Alimentarius. Uh Also, Dr. Ian Crane, who I think your last caller mentioned as well, who is against it, has made remarks that seem to question just exactly what side they are on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very possible. Uh, you'd, you'd really have to see what, if they have uh, who their co-sponsors are. They generally have a, on their sites people will see who their co-sponsors are, where their funding comes from, who their affiliates are, uh, and but definitely uh, looking to see if, if they're recognised by the United Nations. I will do that. Also, I, I notice I'll tell you something people forget. A while ago, a guy came out. Um, I think it was uh, Dr. Horowitz. His name was. And he turned out one book after another. It was very suspicious, I thought. Kind of mixed with the New Age and the coming New World Order and all that kind of stuff. And he went all over the Patriot Radio, and he was a star wherever he went. And then he got knighted by the, the, the Knights of Columbus after that. Um, and then he belonged to an organization, I think, I think it was him, affiliated with the United Nations to do with the demilitarization of space. But the same thing with the guy who first came out with the harp. Now, he was pushed by, that was Dr. Nick Bigage, and he was pushed by uh, CBC Canada, that's like the BBC, owned by the government. They launched him. Uh, nobody had heard of him before, so he became the instant expert on harp technology. Uh, they actually showed you interviews with people who worked at harp, the main character, and they showed you the photographs, the aerial photographs for the first time, and then he was made into a kind of patriot star. And then the next thing you knew, he belongs to a United Nations organization, and he becomes the head of the de-weaponization of space, which is for like 60 years too late. <laughs> so I, I've watched this for years, uh, the controlled opposition, and I, I'm always very careful of people who are launched as stars. Well, actually, today, Dr. Horowitz was on Alex Jones, Mm-hmm. And he has a lawsuit connecting the Rockefellers to the flu scam. And I, I do understand what you mean because on the website fluscam.com, he does have, um, well, he's got ideas about channeling energy. That's right, yeah. The healing water. energies and vib- good vibrations, I call them, like the, the Beach Boy songs. Well, we could all use more of those. But. Our, our essence is energy, so some of that, to me, makes sense. I try to be open to different points of view because we definitely aren't going down the right path now. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is because we don't acknowledge this 
the essence that that runs through all of us. That our equality. Well, well see, the essence the only works. We've been yeah. so suppressed for generations is due to the lie of inequality because those in power recognized that we would intrinsically, instinctively know that we belong to something greater, that we were part of something greater. So if they could label it and give us books and rules and regulations and pit us against each other, they mm-hmm. could remain in power. Yeah, but as I say, I'm very, I'm very suspicious of people who are basically using Kabbalistic methods um, and mixing with the New Age to get people on board uh, and uh, then have uh, odd affiliates uh, behind them. Uh, I'm very, very suspicious. Because I've watched this for years and years. Um, I can even remember when Colonel Bo Greitz was put out to the... And he had his own Patriot Radio station on Patriot Radio for years. And he used to say that he had hip pocket orders from the Pentagon, which was like him saying that see, he was still under their orders. And he roped in thousands of Patriots' names uh, and even, even was uh, telling them where to apply to get a U.S. Uh, military weapon and because in the militia you're all entitled to a, to a, a, a grand weapon, a rifle or something. So they're all their names and addresses. And right after 9-11 happened, it was shown in Canada, he was on television uh, on, the pen, on, on the steps of the Congress going up there and he said he was going to talk to the congressman. He said, uh, he says, this was probably caused by those crazy right-wing militias who bombed the tower. That's what he, that's what he said. Uh, who see black helicopters and stuff like that. This is a guy, and, and listen to shortwave Patriot Radio, he said. And I thought, here's the guy who didn't tell the audience just now, he says that he ran the side for the Patriot Radio for, for four or five years. You've got to be very, very careful, very careful, because I've watched this Attention. for years. Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix, and we'll try Alex in Toronto. Are you there, Alex? Alex. Hi, Alan. It's Alex yes. in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Alan, I've been listening to your program for uh, some time now, and you've woken me up, and I love listening to your program. Uh, yet I've come to believe, as you've mentioned in the past, that this is not a mass enlightened movement, that the elites will probably have their way, and... All I have to do really is put myself in their shoes, mm-hmm. and when I do that, it's scary because I become an elite myself. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean you, when you understand how they view the world as opposed to how the people at the bottom view it. Yeah. That's right, yeah, and, and that, that really scares me because I'm really, I'm really, I become in favor of my own demise mm-hmm. because I'm at the bottom myself. Yeah. And, and so it's like this, what, what, I, what, I wanna, what I wanna ask you is that I have this knowledge I'm, some, I'm one of these base people at the bottom, and I'm, I want to really know, is there any, is, is there any um, um, merit in knowing uh, all this information? If I, if I tr- and I really truly believe this, that nothing really can be done, because I see myself in their position, and I'm like, there's no way that war can be won. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're correct that these guys are totalitarian. They've always been totalitarian. Mm-hmm. And they have given us our reality, and, mm-hmm. and they made a damn good job of making sure we're, we are now conditioned at the, the stage we are for the next part of reality, which they're now introducing to us. As you say, we're despondent and say, oh, well, life is pretty cheap anyway, and so on. And you're right, except, as I say, that the one thing that they need is always the cooperation of the people, and it doesn't have to be all of the people. 
Mm-hmm. They'd like it to be all the people, but they're scared, scared of the small minority who can speak logic and facts to the rest. And it's, I'm not joking. It's just like uh, uh, the king has no clothes. You can snap people out of the spell if you present it in the correct way to them uh, for the first time. It doesn't take much. Most people overdo it. They overdo it, mm-hmm. and you lose them. You, you just hit them in a few points like a boxer, and you walk away, and they're, they're, they're reeling because you, you've, you've broken through for them. They'll never see the world again. And it's a minority that always changes the course of the world, and you, must, you can only do it through knowledge. And telling people, do you realize there's nothing they can do to you without our cooperation? But there's nothing they can do mm-hmm. to you, nothing at all, mm-hmm. without cooperation. And if the public could just understand that, enough of the public to understand that, they, they could not go around arresting you all. They can't do it. And apart from that, we have no option. They have declared war on us. This is what all this is about, this carbon stuff and too many people. They're telling us uh, that it's a full-scale war on the population of the planet. Not only the population, it's all you lesser types. That's how they, they say it to you, the lesser types who haven't made it to the top. That's right. And you're not in the academic field, the scientific field, so you'd be useful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, you're the junk genes. They're telling us in no uncertain terms in all these articles that I'm reading here, that's really what they're telling us. But they need our cooperation to go along with it. Now, it's true, we've, we've been running backwards since um, uh, we were born through the indoctrination and, and the follow-up incredible uh, media campaign and entertainment industry yes. to convince us through uh, fiction and mainly non-fictional works and emotive types of, of responses and conditioning that we are less than useless. We're just too many. We're just another animal. We're not really special after all. Well, if that's the case, neither are the elites, and we, they have no more right to tell us non-special people how to live as we have to tell them. Mm-hmm. So we have to tell them to get off our backs. That's what we have to tell them, folks. Well, Alan, with the yeah. knowledge you've given me, I see a really... Really challenging future ahead for myself. If You've I got it. You've got to it. Speak out and do all those things. It's going to be a rough, rough road. And it will be rough, but you can certainly do it. Yeah. Can do Thank it. you, Alan. Thanks too. And yeah, I'd rather know what's going on and be ignorant and watch uh, Teen Idol or something like that. Well, from Hamish myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you. Mm-hmm.